Somebody shout glory. glory. Amen. Turn and give somebody a high five. Tell them, man, God loves you. Ah, you can be seated real quick if you can. Wow. I just overwhelmed by the amazing, never-ending, reckless love of God. So good. Man, he's so good. Hey, if you're here, you don't own a Bible or you couldn't find yours or hold your hand up. Ushers will run around and bring you one. It's our gift to you. We'll make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. And if you get in that Word, you begin to study. And, uh, uh, you know, there's great spiritual disciplines that are, that are awesome. Read through the Bible a year. Get a reading plan. There's all kinds of reading plans. That's great. Uh, I want to challenge you to take scriptures at a time, one or two verses. And, uh, uh, I mean, just hammer them into who you are. And just devour them. And, and, and uh, uh, go over and 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 over. And keep putting it in. Keep putting it in. And, and read it and repeat it. And read it and repeat it. And make it part of who you are. Because, listen, uh, God's word. God, God's word. The Bible says, that, he says, uh, the Proverbs 4, he said, my son... Hearken unto my sayings. Uh, look, and keep them right in front of you. You know, I'll always be looking at my word because my word is life to those that find it, health and healing to all your flesh. It's life to those that find it. It's life to those that find it, which implies that if you're not looking for it, you won't find it. Okay, so the life that God has for you is not laid out on the ground in front of you, but it's, it's hidden. Not hidden from you, but hidden for you. Okay, and, and, and here's the deal is that uh, no eye has seen and no ear has heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God has prepared for those that love him. God has prepared some things for you <laughs> that hell is not prepared for you to find. Okay, but, uh, but when you begin to discover, to uncover, when you uncover the things that God has hidden for you, all of a sudden life begins to open up. And well, how do I do that? It's with the word of God. The word is a lamp. It's a light. It, it, it is, uh, it is the, see, it's the thing that, that, that causes your spirit to bear witness with his spirit and vice versa, the his spirit to bear witness with your spirit because on the inside of you, uh, see, Jesus said, I, that he, he said that, that he was the, he, you know, he, he was the word, right? The logo, in the beginning was the word and, uh, and Jesus is the word. He's the total package, the total concept. But you're not the total concept, but you were picked out of the word. Ephesians 1, 4 says that before the foundations of the world, he, he chose you, he picked you out. It's the verb text of the word logos. It means that he had picked you out of the word you have word in you okay you, you have word in you and, and when the spirit of God begins to breathe on the word that's in you that that becomes rhema for your life and all of a sudden it, it causes other other things that God's showing you to begin to illuminate and he brings you understanding and discernment and and, and oh, oh man the, the lights begin to kick on See, the enemy, he wants you to keep walking in the dark but we've been translated out of the darkness into the marvelous light of his dear son, right? And so this word is what, is what empowers you to win and succeed regardless of the situation because it begins to, it begins to it's harmonize with the word that you're actually made out of. See, you, you, you're not just uh, uh, acquainted with God. You are of God. Okay. <laughs> you are of God. 
uh, you know, it, read First John, and, and little children, ye are of God. Oh, and by the way, you already have victory. You're not fighting to get victory. You're fighting from victory. And you have already defeated them, the, the agents of, this, of the Antichrist. You, you've defeated the enemy. The enemy has already been defeated because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. You have enough God in you to demonstrate the enemy's defeat all around the world. I said there's enough God in you, just in you alone, to, to defeat all the powers of darkness. Why? Because God's in you. Well, well what, what is that? Well, that's his word. And when that word comes alive, it's going to change everything. You need God's word. I don't know how some people make it. You know, uh, it, it, well, I, I do. It's called the grace of God. Right? But, but I'm telling you that there is a better way. <laughs> and and that's, that's, with, that's with revelation and power operating in your life through the word of God. Amen? So get in that word. Look at your neighbor tell him, get in the word. Because you got the word in you. And, and, you know, ever had a bad week? You know, well, I hate to be, you know, I'm not going to make that confession. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what, let me, I'm going to make a confession. I just had like the, the week from hell. You know, last week. You know, in, in my, in, I can't remember in my entire life. All 37 years of it. It's my story. I'm making it up as I go. Uh, I, I can't remember ever. Keith, you ever remember me missing service because I was sick? I don't. I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe it happened. I just don't remember. And so last Saturday, you know, I did a wedding last week. And it was kind of spooky because after the wedding, I don't remember it. And, and, you know, I had to ask people who had been at the wedding if we had actually done the wedding. Because, you know, them people run around acting like they're married. And we need to make sure they are. And, and uh. Uh, you know, man, I was, you know, I was fairly under it, you know, I get hit pretty hard. I am the head of my house, but Shelby is definitely the neck that turns the head. And, you know, Saturday afternoon, Shelby just looked at me and she said, lay down. I said, yes, ma'am. And uh, uh, she went to church and I, I think, did you go to church? Yeah, I didn't. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm dying. Because I never missed church because sickness before. You know, and this thing just hammering me, and, and uh, uh, we were supposed to fly out on Sunday to go to Arizona because Shelby has felt very strongly to go see her uncle who's 91 years old, and we are not going to not see him because of me. So I get up Sunday morning, and I come to church. I don't remember that either, but, uh, uh, I, but I was here so that I could justify getting on a plane to go somewhere. And, and then we flew out, and we got down there, and then she drug me off to a, uh, some type of a care facility. <laughs> <laughs> where they did absolutely jack <laughs> nothing they give, they give me aspirin dude my mouth there's something going on on in the inside of my mouth you took a if you took a marshmallow put it in my mouth and turned it one quarter inch it felt like you had drugged the top of my mouth across a hot pavement somewhere it was full of needles it was killing me they gave me aspirin they hand out Drugs like it's candy. Can I get some? No. <laughs> you know, their first thought is, you had the flu. Let's take the flu test. You ever had a flu test? They, they took a pipe cleaner about seven feet long, is what it seemed like, and they rammed it up my nose till his fingers got right in my nostril. They turned it half a turn and said, don't blink or sneeze. And by the way, I'll be back to do the other one in a second. And ripped it out. <laughs> That's when I punched him in the throat. 
I don't do sick very well, okay? Sick, sick doesn't belong in my body. I refuse to accept it. And so when it comes to my house, it just irritates me. I get mad. And then here's this dude shoving pipe cleaners up my nose. I'm mad at him now. And I'm supposed to be a Christian. And, uh, and then they come back and said I flunked the flu test. I'm thinking, is that good or bad? Well, that's good. No, it ain't good because we don't know what's going on. They, they finally get home and go in to see, you know, because they're like, something wrong with your teeth or something. So I go in and see a dentist, and the dentist says, yeah, you know, uh, you know, because I have a few broken teeth. I, I can get kicked in the mouth and spit a chunk out and just keep going. I don't care. And, uh, uh, yeah, but, but this, this issue isn't your teeth. You need to see a surgeon. You need to see him today. And I'm thinking, I had to preach Friday night someplace, and it was important to them that I be there, so you can't give me nothing so I can't talk because that's not going to work very good. You know, and and I, I need to show up and preach, and I, I just handle it on Monday. I can li I'll live this long. I'll live till Monday. And, uh, uh, and, and the guy felt so strongly, he contacted the oral surgeon and got us hooked up with an appointment. We got over there. They had seen pictures, and they're, and they're all standing around looking at us, like, and their eyes looked like the headlights on a 57 Volkswagen Beetle. And, and, and they're like, oh, good God, man, the top of your head's being eaten off. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get that. Can you give me something? Uh, and, uh, you know, I, and I don't want aspirin. And, and, uh, and, and they're, you have to have blood tests so we know where to send you. And basically without saying it, you know, the patent Shelby on the back of the head saying, he's gone. <laughs> okay? I mean, when you look over there and, and they've sent people down the hall to get a shovel, you know something's up, okay? They, they, they fix it, they, you know. And, and they, oh, baby, and, and here they come, and, and people are already making potato salad. That's scary stuff right there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and I'm just praying, hurry it up. You know, I'm ready. Take me, Jesus. And, and, uh, but he wouldn't die. And, and, uh, and the blood tests come back, and they call us up, and they say, hey, guess what? You're really, really healthy. Can I have drugs now? No. And, and, and fighting this thing, man, and just fighting this thing. And, 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 and what's wrong with you? Nothing. Uh, we're, in a, we're in a battle. We're in a battle. And, and, and in the middle of that battle, you want to know the only thing that, that pulls me through that thing? It's what I know about God's word. Now, and, and I'm telling you, I ain't no spiritual giant. I'm, you know, uh, dude, I, I, I'm, I'm half insane. I, I don't, you know, my act is not together, but I do know that this is my comfort in all my affliction. Your word revives me. And, and you ain't going to talk me out of what God's walked me into. I'm not going to allow some situation to start making decisions that are contrary to what God's word has taught me to make. And, and, and I realize that it's just by, it's just, man, it's just brute force sometimes about just fighting, fighting your way through something and saying, no, I, 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 you know, I will not back down. None of these things move me. It, well, you, you, you look like you're dying. Well, good, let's hurry up and die. But I'm not, I'm not going to change to align with that situation. And then I realize that, that a lot of us, you know, here's where we're at, and this is what God's going to talk to us about for just a minute today, is that a lot of us have allowed our situations to change the direction or the trajectory of our life. And, and, and we, we've allowed moments of hardship to, 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 to redirect our steps to the point that, that it takes us out of what God has led us into. Okay, God's been leading you to something. He's leading you to someplace, and it's, it's better and better, right? So glory to glory. It's from, it's from the manifestation of one promise into, the, into a manifestation of another one. But, you, but you don't, you're not leaving them. You're carrying this stuff with you. And you have an enemy that's trying to talk you out of what God has talked you into. 
and see this kingdom life. It, it, that, remember Matthew where it says that uh, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing, his way of being right, and all this stuff. Man, I'm going to add this to you, but make sure that you're seeking first the kingdom of God. See, I think the church has gotten really good at preaching the message of Jesus. We're just not good at preaching the message Jesus preached. And he preached kingdom. And kingdom it means that you have to see it different, you have to think different, and you have to speak different. And if you don't see things differently, if you don't think differently, you, you know, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be confronted of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove that God's will is good, perfect, and acceptable. And we quote all kinds of stuff without stopping to think that what he said was, the only way to know the will of God is to change the way you think. Romans 8 says that to be carnally minded is death. That's separation. Remember, separation, death, it's not, it's not physically dead. Remember the prodigal? And, and he went out and squandered everything, and, and, and he, but he comes to his right mind, and he heads back to his father's house, and his father, seeing him afar off, says, hey, get, get, get us a coat, get the shoes, get the ring, kill the fatted calf. This is my beloved son who was dead, is alive again. Well, he, he hadn't been raised from the dead. He had been separated. Now he's being brought back. See, something had separated him from his father. And, and that separates you to be carnally minded will separate you. From the love of God. It'll separate you. You'll end up thinking, you know what, you know what's crazy? Is that you'll end up trying to do everything you can to prove, to prove that you're right. Instead of using God's word to elevate your thoughts. Use his word to justify your thoughts. Hey, I've been a Christian for 25 years. That might be your problem is that what brought you in might have been the first step in, but it wasn't the end of the journey. And you spent the last 24 years trying to make sure that you didn't move from that spot. But God's wanting to take you in a little bit deeper. See, the Bible says in, in Colossians, it says, if we then have been raised with Christ, if we've been raised with Christ to a new life, then we gotta, we got to change what we're aiming at. You got to change what we're aiming at and, and, and aim at things which are above. Look at verse 2. It says, and, and you got to set your mind and keep it set on higher things. You got you to you, you you take ownership and responsibility of your mindset. Okay? You, 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 gotta, you, you, you have to begin to frame your mindset. You can't think the way that you used to think. You can't, you can't think the way that the world thinks. Let me just, let, let's just get to, down to brass tacks real quick today. That you can't live like somebody who doesn't have God lives. Because what good is God if you have the same life that somebody without God that they have? Well, I, I, I just, you know, I, you know, just makes sense and it's reasonable. Well, the natural man receives not the things of God, neither can he. So, so I, I'm not going to be trying to figure out how to agree with people who don't know God. And, and i got to be careful because there's a bunch of people. Uh, are, you, are you guys ready for this? I'm going to say something, and it, it might shock you. And, and, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. But just because you go to church don't mean you're a God person.
It just means, I mean, because church for a lot of people is like spiritual rotary. It's a place where I can go and feel a little bit better about myself, justify my bad behavior. But I'm not actually changing. I'm not actually growing. See, uh, uh, Mark 4, 24. He said, uh, be careful what you're hearing. Be careful what you're hearing. Be careful what you're hearing. Be careful with what you hear. Give care to what you hear. You're going to hear some things, and you've got to care about what you're hearing. He's talking to believers. You've got to care about what you hear. He said, the measure of thought and study that you give, the measure of thought and study that you give. See, I know people who have been in church for 25 years that don't give much thought and study to anything. They're not, trying to, they're not trying to deepen their knowledge of God and his word and the truth that he's bringing, the revelation. They're not trying to figure out how to apply that to their life. They use every sermon they can to, 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 to justify where they are. And most of the time, they're not paying attention at all. I could come through here right now. I could come through here right now and begin to ask questions. Okay, in the last, in the last two weeks, let's, let's just talk. Let's talk for a minute. Let's just get three points from last week's message. Uh, uh, let's get three points, and people's heart rate starts beating, going, oh, my God, don't ask me. Why? Because we don't have a clue. Why? Because we're not giving thought and study to it. We don't own the responsibility to grow. Well, th- th- we got to be careful then. Th- th- then we're coming for spiritual entertainment. Come on, somebody's preaching good today. Okay, we're just coming to be entertained. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if we don't if we don't get what we like, we're we're headed down the road. We've got to be really careful, you know, in today's culture as we try to build a church because you know people if they don't get what they want here, they're going down the street because they'll find it down there because they offer three different settings, and and, and they'll give you what you want. I'm, let me tell you what I'm going to give you today. I'm going to give you a dose of reality. That without the word of God in your life and without developing this thing and elevating it. See, you, you know what virtue is? He said the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge. What's virtue? Power. Remember when Jesus was walking through a crowd and somebody touched him and he stopped and he said, who touched me? And they said, what do you mean who touched you? There's thousands of people. He said, somebody just drew virtue out of me. See, the, the reason a lot of you don't, don't have a lot of power is because you haven't given any thought and study, and it's the level of thought and study you give that determines the level of power that God's Word's going to produce in your life. And so, you know, and, and he said, you've got to get serious about this thing. Man, you've you got to get serious. Look what James said. James, James 1, he said, you know, get rid of uncleanness and the rampant outgrowth of wickedness. There's some things in your life that it's like weeds, man, in the garden. I like, the, I like the King James Version. It says the superfluity of naughtiness. I just think that's a cool couple of words. The superfluity of naughtiness. Man, it's just fun to say. Say that. The superfluity of naughtiness. Let's say it together. The superfluity of naughtiness. Doesn't that just feel good? Makes you feel smart, kind of? Yeah, you got the superfluity of naughtiness. Yeah, and some of you guys, you have the superfluity of naughtiness down. Okay, there's all kinds of naughtiness that not, ought not to be taking place. But he said, you've got to get rid of that. And in a humble, gentle, teachable spirit, receive and welcome the word. You've got to receive and welcome the word. You've got to receive and welcome the word. Which, if it's planted in your heart, it has power to save your soul. Which means it will change the way you think. Which will change the way you feel. Which has changed the choices that you're making. 
which will change the actions that you're performing, which will change the habits that you're developing, which will change the character that you possess, which will change the results that you're going to have. See, and God's taking you someplace, but if you're not careful, if you're not pressing in, you know what you're going to do? You're going to let circumstances talk you out of what God's been talking you into. You'll, you'll, you'll base your future off of memory of the past instead of imagination of what God could do out in front of you. Because some, a door will open, a door will open, and, 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 and when you should be, yeah, you're, ooh, hold on. See, the Bible says the just shall live by, oh, we know the word. We just, we don't, I actually, you know what I'm saying. We get all messed up. We get all freaked out. We, we, we get in the middle of situations and, 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 and we back up. I have a friend that, that was given a new opportunity. The door opened up. And I'm thinking, dude, you should be delighted. I mean, this, this, this is awesome. This is awesome. I mean, this is, this is a job that only God could have imagined for you. And I'm telling you that there's things in your life that God's leading you into, that situations, only God. You know what I'm talking about, bro? Huh? Stand up for a minute. Matter of fact, come here. You know, here, here's a life. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody or say nothing, you know, crazy, but here's a life. Think about this. The devil tried to kill you, like, over and over again. Over and over. And, over, and you let him. Yeah, and you played with them and flirted with them and, and then drugs and habits and, and crap. And, 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 and nobody in their right mind would look up and say, oh, there's probably ministry in this dude. Nobody in their right mind would, would look at him. I mean, listen, if you're a betting guy, don't bet on him. But yet God did. No, you, no. You know when the Bible says you didn't choose me. I chose you. Yeah, I love it in the Amplified that he says, you didn't elect me. I elected you. Now, wait, you know what that means? He don't need your vote. He's got God's vote. And God's vote... It out, it, he outranks you. Now, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come here, just walk with me. Is he messed up? Absolutely. stinking lootly. Has he got areas where he could? Yeah. Has he got areas where he could grow? Probably. Probably almost as many as you. You, you know, but yet, you know what our tendency is? Is to tie him to a memory of who he was instead of to unleash imagination of who God's gonna, how God's going to use it. Now, only God. See, there's this future. He just represents all of you. Okay? It's not just him, but there's this future that only God could have imagined. I mean, you know your stuff. You, you, know, you, you know the marriages you've ruined. You know the, you, you know, you, you know the businesses you've sunk. You, you know the relationships you've destroyed. You, you know the moments you've wasted. You know all of that. But yet God's looking past all of that. And he brings opportunity to your life. But if you're not careful, 
You base you, the forward trajectory of your life. See, you start from a place of brokenness. Why? Because you don't frame your mindset. See, the Bible says that if, since you're raised with Christ, then elevate your mindset. Okay, elevate your mindset. Yeah, but, but it's, it's warfare. It's warfare. Because not only do we, you have to fight what's going on in, in you, you have to fight all of this too. Well, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Okay, just stop feeling sorry for yourself. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, everybody in the room has the same challenge. Everybody. Dude, it's going to be amazing what God does with you or what? I can't wait. He's already doing it. He's doing it. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird? I mean, to me, you look around the room, and, and God, he's moving in lives. You look on your way out, look across the hall, and see all those faces that people have been baptized this year. See those empties down there? That's what we want to fill up this, this month. Matter of fact, I walked with some guys this morning, and, I, and we just stopped there, and we looked at that wall. and said, okay, how many are you good for? Well, I can, I can, I can, get, I can fill three of those. Another guy, another guy, there's only two or three guys there. How many can you? I, well, I can get three. Look at somebody next to you say, how many are you good for? I mean, you need to fill up that. You, you just need to plan on it. This, this coming first Wednesday, man, we're gonna, the, the blanks that are there, we're going to fill those in. Because we're going to get people saved, we're going to get people baptized, and we're going to introduce people to their future. We're going to stop reminding them of their past. Okay? You don't need anybody to introduce you to your past. You need an introduction to your future. But you have to have the right, you have to frame your mindset. See, and I, I had this friend, and, and he got this job, but it was freaking him out a little bit. And instead of being, instead of being delighted, he, he said, listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. I, uh, I'm extremely fearful. Why? Well, because I, you know, I get to think about that job, and I, I'm not really qualified. And I, I don't really, I don't know much about this stuff. And, and dude, and, and the fear of failure, and the, what's it going to look like if I step into that, and, and, and then we go under, and, and it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. See, you, your launching point determines the length that you have to travel to reach your destination. I mean, that's not deep, is it? You know, where you start from determines how long it's going to take you to get to where you're going. You have the ability in Christ to determine your starting point. You do not have to start from broken and work your way to whole. Because if you are in Christ, you're whole. Okay? You don't have to start from defeated and then get to victorious and then move into your feet. No, start from victorious today. See, and in the convo, I just began to say to him, okay, stop for just a minute. How about, how about instead of saying that you're extremely fearful, how about we say this? Say that you're apprehensive because, you, you know, you got a new, new opportunity, and it's okay to be a little bit apprehensive when you're entering an environment that you're not used to, you're not comfortable with. Let's say, let's say that maybe, maybe you're even overly anxious but intrigued. You're overly anxious but intrigued. You, you, uh, you know, you're ready to learn. You're ready to grow. You're ready to see what God's got out in front of you. But you're not really extremely fearful. Yeah, okay. Okay, I like that. I'm, a, I'm anxious. <laughs> oh, Bill, 
I'm anxious, but I'm intrigued. Okay, I like that. Okay, let, but let's say that's not it either. Let's say instead of being anxious, you're just mildly nervous. And not just intrigued, but actually kind of excited. Because you know that God got you this job. Which means that God's probably not only excited about you going to work, but he's excited about going to work with you. That he doesn't even want to just get you to work. He wants to work through you. And, and, and think about this for just a minute. There, there's, a, there, there's a good possibility that the people who are hiring you weren't necessarily scouring the earth, finding somebody they could watch fail. They actually think you can do this. And they might be excited about the fact that you don't have experience here. So that instead of having to try to retrain somebody who thinks they know everything, they can just begin to give you information and you'll latch on to it and just believe them and do what they've asked. And he said, oh, I, hey, yeah. You know, hey, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that. So, uh, yeah, uh, we could say I'm mildly nervous, and, but really, really excited. I said, okay, well, how about we say that's, that's not it either? How about we say you are quietly confident and really joyful because of what you know. We know all things work together for good for those that love God. We're called according to his purpose. We know that he who has begun a work in us won't stop, cave in, quit, but will continue. We know that he who has begun will continue until we become. So we're quietly confident, knowing that God is for us, not against us. And really excited because even when the enemy tries to hurt us, God turns it and uses it to bless us. That no weapon formed against us can prosper, and every tongue that rises against us is condemned because we're the children of a living God. We, we are really excited because we know that no word from God will ever fail. We are really excited because we, even though I can't see what's coming, God's already been there, and he's carrying me into the future that only he could imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's my future. That's my future. And you want to know what's crazy? It's what changed. Only one thing changed. The same exact situation. What changed? Mindset. See, and if you, you have the ability to, to, to frame your mindset, but you can't let circumstances situate. See, see, we understand this process that you begin, you continue, and you become. Remember, the man began to prosper. He continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. You begin, you continue, and you become. But if you let circumstances dictate, see, let me tell you one of the things God wants for your life. I don't care who you are. If you are in Christ, God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to prosper. We know the thoughts and the plans that God has for us are to prosper us. Okay? Well, in order to prosper, you have to be generous. Okay, it's like maybe you all need to give some thought and study to this. If you think you're going to prosper, but you're not going to be generous, then, they, then God don't need to prosper you. Because he's going to bless you to be a blessing. So you have to begin to be generous, continue until you become very generous. 
But a lot of us, here's what happens. It just in the realm of giving, let's talk about money for a minute, is we, we begin to be generous, and then we continue in generosity, and then we have a financial situation, and we back off from that, and we let a situation make a decision of who we're going to become instead of pressing through and saying, I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. No, I'm going to continue in what God has started in me, and I'm going to continue until I become the person that God tells me I'm going to become. But what, what you don't understand is, is that in the middle of the process, you begin to back off because, well, because, hey, man, money got tight, situations got changed. Let me tell you, I promise you, I promise you, that in the middle of a financial hardship, the last thing I'm going to do is lower my giving. Why? Well, because if I begin to, to be withholding and continue to withhold, I will become a withholder. If I begin to get stingy and continue to live stingy, I will become a very stingy person. If I begin to let fear make my decisions, I'll continue to let fear make my decisions until I become completely controlled by fear. Well, what happens is I let the enemy frame my mindset. I let him walk me out of what God spent years walking me into. How'd I get there? I haven't given thought and study to the truth I heard. I've given thought and study to the deception that was presented. I actually think if I wanted to, I could have died this week. I mean, I'm not, I'm not playing, dude. I actually think if we wanted to, we could have failed growing a church. I think we've had the opportunities to see our family collapse. I don't think you have to go through the crap that you're going through and accept it as the result of your life. I don't think that that's the designed result that God had for that situation. I think God actually wants to empower you to humiliate hell in every situation. But you can't let your situation frame your mindset. You have to, you have to frame your mindset. You know, you know how, how we made it through most of the stuff that we've made it through? Is that our mind was made up before we got there. What am I going to do the, 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 next, the next time I encounter a financial warfare. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Because we've already decided. We're going to dig into our savings and give it away. What am I going to do the next time sickness knocks on my door? Well, I'm not going to Arizona, but I, but I am, you know, I'm going to. You know, what are you going to, what are you going to do? What, what are you going to, what are you going to do, pastor, the next time? Half of the givers pack up and leave because they don't like the direction the church is headed in. Don't like the direction the church is headed in. People are getting saved, getting baptized, getting delivered, getting healed, getting restored. And you don't like something? Well, we're not here for your personal enjoyment. What are you, you going to do? 
I'm going to press in and push in. To, to, uh, and I'm going to lead you people to the place that God's told me to lead you to. That's what I'm going to do. Why? Because we have a predetermined mindset. What are you going to do when it gets tough? You know, uh, I'm almost done. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because I know what you're thinking. I, I had a, a set step tummy or something. Um, dude, it just made me mad. It made me mad that sickness would try to come in, into this temple. Because I ain't having it. I ain't having it. And poverty, it ain't, I'm not having it. And depression, I ain't having it. And it, it irritated me because it tried to get in my house. And here's what, where it really irritates me is because I, I look around and I see it knocking on other people's doors. And I, and I see people that should know better not knowing that, you know what, you don't have to accept that. Jesus said, uh, and, and I'll just throw this out there and, and try to figure out <laughs> how, how to bring this around to where I want to go. But Jesus, Jesus said, remember uh, in John 14, and you, you need to go read that whole chapter. He starts off with, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be agitated. Don't let it be disturbed. You get down to verse 27. He said, I'm giving you peace. I'm giving you my kind of peace, the peace that the world can't give you. But you have to stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed and don't be unsettled and cowardly. And, and, but he goes on and, and he says, listen, I'm telling you stuff that's coming so that you'll know and that you believe me. And he said, but I want you to know something. Uh, the devil's coming. The devil's coming. The devil's coming. The devil's coming. But let me tell you this. Let me, listen to me. The devil's coming, but he ain't got nothing on me. The devil's coming. He ain't got nothing on me. And have you ever wondered? I wonder why Jesus would tell the disciples the devil's coming and he ain't got nothing on me. Let me tell you, Sean, because if you're in Christ, the devil's coming. He ain't got nothing on you. He ain't got nothing on you, John. He ain't, he ain't got nothing on you, Nick. Why? Because you're in Christ. Yeah, but you don't know the stuff I've done. He ain't got nothing on you, sir. Nothing. He, 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 no handle the enemy can hold, grab on and hold you back. Why? He ain't got nothing on me. He ain't got nothing on me. Why? I'm in Christ. And if any man be in Christ, he's new and old things have passed away. And all these new things, they are of God. You want to talk about the stuff in my life? Fine, let's talk about the stuff in my life. Because it's all God's stuff. No, I, 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 want, I want to talk about the attitudes that you got. I want to talk about, no, sorry, those aren't mine. Dude, do not let the enemy talk you out of what God's worked so hard to talk you into. <laughs> Reframe your mindset. I'm not scared. Quietly confident and really excited about what God's going to do. Amen? Come on, give Jesus one more hand. Just thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just to, close your eyes, bow your head for just a minute. Some of you, you need to make a decision. You need to decide right now. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm getting a new launching point. I'm going to shorten the distance between me and destiny. I'm tired of 
moving from broke, tired of moving from wounded, tired of moving from defeated. No, I, I'm going I'm to step into my position as a child of God. I'm going I'm to be in Christ. We're all going to pray a prayer together. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, Tom, I'm making this prayer my prayer. I'm going to get real with God because I need God to get real with me. And I'm tired. I, I ain't playing. I'm going, to, I'm going to get serious about this God stuff. And, I, and, and I'm going to give myself to it. And I, I'm, I'm going to become who God's called me to become. And I'm going to refuse to allow the enemy to talk me out of what God's word has been talking me into. So I'm making this prayer my prayer. I'm starting today with a fresh surrender of my life to Jesus Christ. And if that's you, while nobody's looking around, I just want to agree with you in prayer. Just hold your hand up really high and say, Tom, that's me. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's so awesome. Mm. Keep your head bowed for just a minute. I mean, you know what? There's a couple of people, and you're just sitting there. And it's like, no, you need to make, you need to make this real, man. You need to make this real. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you, guys. You need to say, okay, no, I, I'm not missing this. I'm not missing this. I'm ready to begin, and I will continue. I'm not just going to raise my hand. I'll be here first Wednesday. I'll get baptized. I'm going to do whatever it takes to humiliate hell in my life. But I'm going to go for the life that only God could imagine. Anybody else, just right now, just hold your hand up. Say, that's going to be me. Thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I want everybody in here to pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. Change me from the inside out. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody. Give the Lord a shout. Give him a praise.